Well, today is definitely a different day. <laughs> and uh, if you were here, you know what I'm talking about. For everybody that is here, I understand. For anybody that's watching, you may not understand that. But uh, today, we have the majority of the church body out doing a service project. And when I say majority, I mean majority. There, We have a handful here because we just got blessed with such an awesome opportunity to go and serve God and to serve people with his love today. And so the majority of the church body is out serving in that capacity today. And we just praise God for that. What an opportunity to get to do that. I praise God for you that are here and for anybody that might be watching uh, live or online. I just praise God. And uh, this morning, I want us to pray. Every, every week, we generally pray for a different body of Christ. This morning, I want us to pray for that service project. And so let's just lift them up, all right? Lord, thank you so much for your goodness and your grace. Lord, you, we've got people out there that are just loving on people because they love you. Lord, we just ask that that love would right now fill them, overflow them. We ask that that love right now, Lord, would just manifest in them so much and they should be so full of your love that the light of God and the glory of God pours out on everybody that they come in contact with. Lord, let your light shine in Jesus' name. Let your glory be felt. Let your peace be experienced and let your love manifest in its fullest on every worker, on every person that's serving on behalf of you and your name this morning, Lord. Let your presence be so uh, tangible and so felt, Lord, that people walk away going, that they were the most awesome people. And Lord, we know that it's you and we can give glory to you. Lord, we just ask that the event is such a success that you, praise will have to go up to you because of the level of success. Lord, we declare it, we proclaim it, we decree it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God. That's good. So let's turn right now to John chapter 14 and verse 6. And... This morning it was interesting because it's one of those days where I really did not know what I was supposed to preach till this morning. I, uh, and it's kind of a funny situation because I've had really some uh, personal time with the Lord this week. And most time in that personal time, it just becomes very clear and very evident what we're supposed to be talking about. But to this week, I just wasn't receiving it. Be it that the Lord was waiting to tell me or I just wasn't hearing from him. But man, I just I didn't know what I was supposed to until this morning. And this morning he says, I want you to preach on the Holy Spirit. And uh, I went, ooh, praise God. But you have to understand, man, the Holy Spirit, you're talking about a deep topic. Deep and wide topic. It is, that's a, the Holy Spirit is such a big topic of conversation uh, this morning is very surface. It's just the very elementary teaching on the Holy Spirit and preaching on it. But man, does God want the Holy Spirit to be in our lives. And so let's just start right here. And I want to show you this. This is John chapter 14 and verse 6. Lord, I just ask that you would just open up our eyes 
and see the Holy Spirit like we have never seen Him before. Lord, we just praise You for the Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit, we just welcome You right now. Thank You. Help, help me, Holy Spirit. Help me to just preach You in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So in John 14, verse 6, it says this. Jesus is talking. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on, for now on, you know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is enough for us. Jesus said to him, have I been so long with you, and yet you have not come to know me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? In other words, Jesus was saying, you've been seeing the Father the whole time through me. You've been seeing the Father because when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Well, that should speak to us. Because if Jesus walked that way, then should not the world see the Father through us as well? And he's going to go on and tell us and basically show us that a part of showing the world the Father is the Holy Spirit. As we walk in the Holy Spirit, this is how the world will see God the Father. He says, how can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own initiative, but the Father abiding in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Otherwise, believe me because of the works themselves. Now, I want you to see something here. He starts, Jesus starts to relate. He starts to relate what you see me do is the Father working. What you see me say and what you see me do, these are the Father, these are pictures of the Father. Now that's very important because you're going to see a common thread in this passage that leads to the Holy Spirit working in us. He says this, verse 12, Truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, which works were those? The works of who? The Father. The works that I do, so Jesus did the Father's works. He will do also. The one that believes in God will do the works of the Father too. The one that loves God. And greater works than these he will do because I go to the Father. So in other words, he's saying, look, you saw me do some works. But you're going to do greater works. The one who loves me, the people who accept Christ and have Jesus... You're going to do greater works, and these also will be works of the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, that will I do, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Now, this is very interesting because this is the first we see of this keeping his commandments and doing what he says. But I want you to see this. Did Jesus do what the Father commanded him to do? Yes. So he's saying, if you love me and if you love the Father, you're going to be doing the same thing. You're going to be doing the exact same thing. 
I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper that he may be with you forever. We're going to have the Holy Spirit with us. If we're born again and we're filled with the Holy Spirit, we're going to have the, we're going to have the Holy Spirit with us forever. Man, what a promise. What a great thing. That is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it does not see him or know him, but you know him because he abides with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. After a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me because I live. You will live also. In that day, you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. Then again, he who has my commandments and keeps them is the one who loves me. Now here's the second time he's saying that. There's something here. There's a thread. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and will disclose myself to him. Now I want you to see, what is Jesus saying again? He's saying, look, if you love me, then if you love me, you're going to be doing these things. You're going to be keeping my commandments. In other words, there should be a proof that we love God, and that is we're doing the works of the Father. We're not talking about them. We're not amening them on Sunday morning, but not living them. We are amening them, agreeing with them, and doing them. We're upholding them. It's totally different from agreement. He didn't say, if you love me, you'll agree with me. He said, if you love me, you'll be doing something. You'll be doing something. These works will come out of you. And, and you notice, all right, so what's this passage talking about? It's talking about loving the Father, and it's talking about the Holy Spirit. So you see that keeping the command of God and having the Holy Spirit, they go hand in hand. This is very, very important. Then Judas asked him, Judas, not Iscariot, asked him a question. And then he said, he continues on. But I want you to see also that in that last verse he says that he is going to disclose himself. In other words, he's going to be giving of himself. To disclose himself doesn't just mean to let you know what he's doing. In other words, that's a big part of it. He will share his plans with you. But the other part of it is, it's like if I have something of me, then... I'm going to be sharing it with you, all right? I'm going to be giving you my things. I'm going to be disclosing myself to you. In other words, I'm not keeping my stuff to myself. We're going to be one in this. We're going to be unified, which it goes on to say later on in this. In a couple of chapters later, Jesus is still talking. And he says, look, we're supposed to be one as the Father and I am one. In other words, I'm going to disclose. And how is he going to disclose the Holy Spirit? How is he, let me throw this, go ahead and throw this out here. How is he going to, how are you going to keep the commandments of God? Anybody ever tried to keep the commandments of God and missed? Yep, everybody. How are you going to keep the commandments and how is he going to help you and how is he going to disclose himself? The answer is all the same, the Holy Spirit. See, the Holy Spirit empowers us to live the life that God has called us to live. And without the Holy Spirit, we don't live that life. So, let's go on now. Verse 23. If anyone loves me, 
He will keep my word. Here it is the third time now. My father will love him and we will come to him and make our abode with him. How is he coming to him and making his abode? Through the Holy Spirit. He who does not love me does not keep my words and the word which you hear is not mine but the father who sent me. There's the fourth time he's talking about keeping his word, keeping his commandment. These things I have spoken to you while abiding with you but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. The Holy Spirit is the one that will help us keep the commandments. The Holy Spirit is the one who will help us. The Holy Spirit is the one who will disclose the things of Christ to us. The Holy Spirit is how the Father and the Son will abide with us. Now, if I'm uh, the devil and the enemy of God, if, if I'm playing his role, man, and I see that the Holy Spirit does all these things for believers, what's the last thing I want believers to get a hold of? The Holy Spirit. Man, I want to fight that. I want to make them scared of it. I want to do anything to keep the Holy Spirit away from them. Okay, maybe they're born again. Maybe they received the Holy Spirit as everlasting life and the stamp of approval as the everlasting life. But man, I don't want them using and interacting with the Holy Spirit on a regular basis because if they start overflowing with the Holy Spirit, they're going to overflow with the love of God. God. But this is exactly what God wants. And this is the answer to how do we live. I can tell you that I have struggled in my life when I tried to keep the law and just tried to do good and tried to keep the command of God but did not allow the Holy Spirit to overflow me in my life. You know, many times, you know, people, I I know I've seen this before where people will say, uh, you know, you ever heard somebody talk about being filled with the Holy Spirit and they say, well, you get holy right you get holy and then you'll get filled with the holy spirit how are you going to get holy without the holy spirit and it doesn't work that way the holy spirit is the one that empowers you to live holy he's the one that empowers you let's turn over to acts chapter 1 and verse 8 this is such a great verse In in verse 5 it says, For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Now, what's interesting in this passage is that back in the Gospels, Jesus had already spoken to the disciples and breathed on them and said, Receive ye the Holy Spirit. And he breathed on them. And that's the moment that they were born again. That's the moment that they were saved. He had been, he had died, he had resurrected, he appeared to them. You remember when they were touching him and trying, and Thomas wanted to say, well, if I won't believe it unless I touch the, you know, his hands and I see the holes in his side. And, and that's when he said, look, it's more blessed uh, for you to believe without seeing and he said, nevertheless, here, put your hands here. And then in that moment, in that, right in that time period, he breathed on them. And they, it says he, they received the Holy Spirit. 
But yet here he is saying that uh, he's telling them later after this, but not many days from now, you will be baptized in the Holy Spirit. In other words, we have two different instances, one when you're born again and one when you're baptized. You see this again a couple of times in Acts. I'm not going to get into teaching all of that this morning. I just want you to see that there's a difference between receiving the Holy Spirit and being baptized baptized completely immersed in the Holy Spirit but he says this for John baptized with water verse 5 but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now verse 8 says when you receive the Holy Spirit it says but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you when you're baptized you will receive power and you shall be my witnesses both in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and even to the remotest part of the earth. Now, it's interesting. What's going to give us the power to become the witnesses that we are supposed to become? The Holy Spirit. The baptism of the Holy Spirit. So now we have the Holy Spirit being our helper, disclosing Jesus to us, having the Father and Son abide in us, teaching us all things. Now he's the power to be the witnesses God called us to be. And it comes through the baptism of the Holy Spirit or being completely immersed in him. Let's turn to Galatians 5, 22. Galatians 5.22 talks about the fruit of the Spirit. See, it says here, but the fruit of the Spirit, and you notice that the word Spirit there is capitalized. Who are we talking about? Are we talking about your Spirit? No, we're talking about the Holy Spirit. And it says, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, against such things there is no law. There's, in other words, there's no punishment. There's no crime committed when you are in these things. Look at this list again. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. I don't want to ask how many people of us checked all those off our list this week. <laughs> how how many did we miss? Jeremy's smiling. He's like, oh boy. <laughs> See, here's the thing. We need the Holy Spirit. This is the fruit of the Holy Spirit in you, of the Holy Spirit overflowing us. This is the fruit. So now we've got all those things we've talked about before. Now we've got the fruit of the Spirit. Do we need the Holy Spirit? You better believe it. <laughs> Man, we need Him every day all the time. We need the Holy Ghost. We need the Holy Spirit. Oh, man, do we need Him. We need Him. No, no, no. We need Him. We need that baptism. We need that. And I've, I've been watching. It's interesting because... Uh, you know, not knowing what I'm going to preach this week, one of the things, you know how you'll see certain statements and they'll pop up more sometimes? One of the things that I've been seeing over and over again over the last two weeks and several times this week is, look, how you act preaches a lot more than what you say. The fruit of the Spirit preaches. Now, you want to talk about being the witness of God 
and bringing about the witness of Jesus to the uh, most remote parts of the earth, you know how it's going to come about the most? How you live. And how you live is directly proportional to how you are baptized in the Holy Spirit. That fruit, that witness, the help that you need, the help that we need, it's in the Holy Spirit. It's in the Holy Ghost. Let's go to Luke chapter 3 and verse 16. Do we get baptized when we're born again? Are we supposed to get baptized? A water baptism, yeah. We're supposed to be baptized in water. And, and who does the baptizing there? Well, the baptism there uh, originally, you know, probably started with John the Baptist. But then we have generally an authority in the church or somebody, a minister or somebody that led us to the Lord. It really, it can be anybody that is a Christian. But a lot of times it's an authority figure there. And, and uh, in Luke chapter 11, oh, excuse me, I, Luke 3.16, I'm sorry. I said the wrong thing. I was looking at something else. Luke 3, 16. John the Baptist is baptizing people and, and Jesus is coming and John says, look. It says, John, John answered and said to them, as for me, I baptize you with water. John's prophesying. But one is coming who is mightier than I and I am not fit to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Who will? Jesus will. So see, what we have is anytime that you have a baptism, you have to have the person who is being baptized. You have to have the medium that they're being baptized in. In this case, water. John was baptizing in water. He was baptizing. John was the baptizer. John was the baptizer. He baptized people, and he baptized them. He baptized believers, and then he baptized them in water. He tells us right here, though, that there will be people that are baptized, but they will be baptized in the Holy Spirit and fire. Different medium. Not, not the same baptism. And the baptizer will not be me or another pastor. The baptizer is who? Jesus. Totally separate. See, you see this totally separate baptism, whereas it's not the same as just when you're born again. There's another baptism to receive, and this baptism of the Holy Spirit and with fire is to bring about the good things of God, to help you fulfill the commandment of God, to bring out the, the fruit of the Spirit, to disclose Jesus to you, to let the Father and the Son abide in you. This is the precious Holy Spirit. And this is the baptism that God wants us to have. Let's turn to Ephesians 5 and verse 18. Ephesians 5.18 says this, And do not get drunk with wine, for that is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. 
In other words, be running over with the Spirit. In other words, be drenched with the Holy Spirit. In other words, be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And the interesting thing about this verse, can you put that up in the Amplified, please? Because there's verbs, there's verbs in the Bible that mean not just do it one time, but do this action over and 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 over eternally. In this in the amplified it says, be ever filled and stimulated with the Holy Spirit. In other words, we are supposed to constantly renew and constantly be filled. Open ourselves up and say, Jesus, baptize me with your Holy Spirit. We're supposed to pray and receive this baptizing and this infilling of the Holy Spirit over and over and over. Matter of fact, I, this is not something where you should get into legalism or the law, but it would not hurt you to wake up every morning and say, Jesus, fill me with your precious Holy Spirit today. So why? Why would you want that? So that I can carry out every command and word of God. So that the Father and the Son would abide with me. So that the Holy Spirit will teach me and comfort me. So that Jesus will disclose all of himself to me. So that I will be the witness that God's called me to be. So that I will have the power to walk in his holiness. So that I will be filled with his fruit every day. This is the plan of God. And he accomplishes this task by the infilling and the baptism of the Holy Spirit. This is the plan of God all the time and has been forever for your life, for my life, for all of us, for anybody that would have it. And if you were the devil, what would you do with that? Man, I'd try to keep people away from that because if they start walking in the baptism and the fullness of the Holy Spirit, they are going to start looking like their father. They're going to start walking in unity where the blessing of God is command, commanded. They're going to start walking in the love and it's going to overflow. And the witness, the glorifying of God will become so evident. It will become so strong that it will witness about God throughout the whole earth. And so the devil fights it and he doesn't want you to partake in it because he knows what the product of the Holy Spirit is in your life. Not only that, but all of a sudden you start walking in, in the Holy Spirit. All of a sudden you start seeing that His power is not just to be the witnesses only, but there's a power in the Holy Spirit to bring real solutions in your life every day in every situation. And, and God wants to get those solutions and those answers. How will Jesus, He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. How is He going to get to you the life overflowing? How is He going to get to you the truth to you? How is He going to get to you the way, your solution, the path that you need to take? He's going to disclose it to you. And how does He disclose it? Through the Holy Spirit. Man, God's will for you is the Holy Spirit and He wants you to be filled with that Holy, His precious Holy Spirit every single day, every second of every day, filled and overflowing. Let's turn now to Luke 11. Luke chapter 11 and verse 10. 
and see if you're wanting to be filled. Lord, I need a helper. Lord, I need a teacher. Lord, I need you to disclose yourself to me. I need for you to disclose the way, the truth, and the life to me. If you're sitting there and you're saying, Lord, I need these things. I need the power of God in my life. I need the Father's will to be done. I need to be the salt and the light like you asked. I need, I need the fruit of the Spirit. If you're saying those things, I need to live out some of the fruit of the Spirit. Then this is what God says do. Then receive the Holy Spirit. But know this, verse 10. For everyone who asks receives and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. Now suppose one of your fathers is asked by his son for a fish. He will not give him a snake instead of a fish, will he? Or if he asks for an egg, he will not give him a scorpion, will he? In other words, would the father, with a father here on this earth, if his son asked, if a parent uh, was asked by their child, give me something like this, is the, that parent going to allow that thing to be uh, counterfeited? Is, it, is he going to allow something else to come in the way of that that's going to feed this person? No, no. And he says this, If you then, being evil, in other words, you don't know the love of God like I am. In other words, you still have corruption in your flesh. That's the evil he's talking about. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So right now, I just want you to just, just sit there and close your eyes. You know, and it's not just that, well, should I ask or should I not ask? We just read the verse in Ephesians 5.18 that commanded and said, Be filled with the Spirit. And that means be ever filled, be being filled with the Holy Spirit. So right now it's not a matter of whether or not God wants me to be filled with the Spirit or wants you to be filled with the Spirit. He wants us all to be filled with the Spirit. And all we have to do is turn to Him and say, Lord, today I'm asking. I'm knocking, and I know that you're going to answer me, that you're going to open it up to me. And Lord, I just ask you, fill me with your Holy Spirit. And so just, just pray this out of your heart and believe in faith. Just say, Father, I know your love. I know you have given me the Holy Spirit. And today, I'm asking you, Jesus, Baptize me in your Holy Spirit. Fill me with the Holy Ghost. Allow me to live in the power, the witness, the fruit, the love that you have asked me to live in. I receive, in Jesus' name, the infilling of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Father, we just praise you. I thank you, Father, for it. Lord, I just ask anybody who's listening or watching to this, I just ask, Lord, that you would just lay holy hands on them in the Spirit and just fill them right now with the Holy Spirit. I praise you for it. I thank you for it, Father, and we just give you the glory. Lord, let us be the witness and live the life and live out the fruit that you've called us to live. We praise you and we love you. Thank you, Father, for the Holy Spirit. 
Thank you, Father, for your goodness and for your mercy in Jesus' name. Thank you for disclosing yourself, for giving us life uh, everlasting and life overflowing, for showing us the way and giving us the truth. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you for works that are even greater and powerful, Lord, to be your witness to all the earth in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us and have a great, great day.